G'day everybody. Uh, welcome to our live talk today um, at, what time are we now? One o'clock uh, Eastern Standard Time. So yeah, I thought we'd do a daytime one today to catch anyone who is about in the daytime and we might also catch some different size on uh, different times over the world. Okay everybody, um, we've got a couple of questions come through. Not a lot of questions today, but um, some good questions. Um, and the first one, I'll just wait a little bit if anyone wants to come on live. Otherwise, as everyone knows, you can just uh, watch it uh, when it goes, um, you know, it stays on Facebook and also we put it on our membership. So, okay. Um, for, first of all, Janine Hicks. Hi, sometimes when I ride Cornetto up an embankment, she gets to the top and gives me a buck. This weekend I came off because she decided to give me four. That's <laughs> not good. It is when we follow someone else up and she gets excited. Am worried now this will become a habit. What should I do? Um, thanks, Janine, for the question. Um, I see that quite often where, where horses rush up a hill. And also the other thing is you've got to think about when they rush up a hill, um, you know, some horses are fairly sensitive, so when they're going up a hill, there's a lot more pressure at different parts of their body. And um, before I answer any questions like that, um, I have to sort of say that you have to check soreness out and things like that, saddle fit, all those sort of things when it comes to. So, so say for instance, if she wasn't excited and it was a common thing when she's going down steep hills or up steep hills, that she got a bit uncomfortable after it, then then I would look into other areas as well first. Um, but saying in saying that though it's in your question it says when she's excited so um i'm going to answer the question as a uh, you know a, an educational question opposed to a soreness thing but that's something i will you know soreness is always something i, I would look into definitely with with certain uh, little traits in horses like that um so um She's probably not bucking up the hill because it's a bit hard to buck up the hill, but when she gets to the top, uh, that's when she levels out a bit and feels a little bit freer. So there's a lot of inertia, and then she gets to the top, you're back in balance again, and she feels excited. She's having a bit of a buck at the top. Now, first of all, um, there is a bit of trail etiquette. It's not good when other people take off through gullies. Um, all the years I've been riding horses and, and also I did a lot of uh, trekking of horses and, and you know, when you go on rides and where there's a lot of horses and everyone takes off in front of you, your horse ends up going down the gully and up the gully uh, at, a, at a quite a dangerous speed. And um, so first thing is, is, is if she's got in a little habit of it and you're riding with people, um, it's good to kind of get them to slow their horses down at the bottom of the gully and just get them to walk up the gully carefully and, and you just walk up in increments, you know, just, just to the top. Um, so that's that's one thing to help start so you can kind of start to get her to go carefully up the hill. Now, the biggest problem by, its, by, by the sounds of it is she's starting to tune into the, the dynamics of the other horses and um, get, get her sort of, uh, you know, confidence, or not, not so much confidence, she's, she's starting to kind of, keep going with them and, and she's disconnected with you. So on trail rides, it's very important to sort of set the horses up so they're a little bit more connected because a lot of horses, when they're out, uh, 
Yeah, when it's yeah, in the question there it says when she follows someone. So she's just honing out, zoning into the other horse and, and kind of rushing. The other thing you gotta think about is horses rush up, they 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 tend to want to go up, they start to push to get up the hill and carrying the weight of us, they they tend to a lot of horses, even without a horse in front of them, are gonna to start to push faster to get up to the top of the hill. So when they're getting pulled up by the desire of another horse, they're gonna even go up you know faster again. So very, very important that you get your horse more connected on the rides and educate her to, 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 to walk carefully up the hills and teach her to walk up hills. So to get her connected on the rides, what you can think about doing is a little bit more, um, you know, taking her up behind the horses out in front, just bring her back through, let her loosen up a little bit. If she kind of rushes up to the other horses, you might just let her go, part, like ask her to walk up to the other horses that she's wanting to pull up to. This is not up the hills, I mean, this is more so just on trail in general. Ride her past the other horses, ride her around a little bit, you know, some backups, bring her back around, and just just let her let her feed in with the other horses a little bit. And it's not like you're going out there punishing her. It's just that you take her up where she's comfortable, and then you kind of connect with her a little, you know. So every time you back her up, every time you steer her, you've got to be looking that she's kind of coming back with you. If your education is hotting her up or making it worse, then maybe you're holding her back too far from the other horses. So yeah, that's why you've got to kind of do it around where she feels safe. And I would also suggest starting, you know, riding her a little bit more connected when she's on her own and things like that. But on a trail ride, it's so common for people to uh, just, you know, talk to their friends and zone out and the horse zones out. And then when the horses all take off, the horse has been getting its confidence off, off the rest of the horses the whole time anyway. So very important that you just um, you um, do more with her, interact with her keep her a little distract not distracted off the other horses but more connected to you and that will be through distraction first and then um letting her kind of feel good and connect with you so when you get to the hill or a gully or something like that very important you teach her to walk up gully so you stop at the bottom you walk up a little bit and, and you know you have to go a little bit stop go a little bit more stop and it will be a little hard on her she's got to stop and then start again up the hill it's very important that she learns to sort of stay with you and go steady up the top of the hill so it's not like she just gets to the top and suddenly got all this extra excitement or energy that sort of causes her to buck. Um, you know, if you get to the top of the hill and you feel she's got a little bit of a, you know, feels like she's got a bit of a buck in there, just once you get onto the brow of that hill, I would be starting to, you know, take a tight turn on her so you can curve a thought from bucking. So if you feel like you've sort of done everything else and then she's still got a little bit in her, and she gets to the top, then once you get up to the top there, just very quickly anticipate that that may happen and just take a 90 degree turn on her or something like that, or even just do a U-turn, and uh, like a, a, a turn around and just walk her out and um, I wouldn't be holding her back. But very important if you know she's got into a habit of it, just try and talk to the people on trail too to, to get you, to, to help you out a little and come back and tell them to slow down a little bit and maybe let you go ahead up the hill. Um, no, that's not always possible, but yeah, with a bit more education, I think, I think, and more connection on rides with groups, I think, I think she'll get a lot better. And you know, do a lot of stop. Let's walk off again uh, when you ride around on trail, because even a horse on its own will just sort of go right around and come all the way back and never get stopped. And even when they do stop, they start to pour the ground and and want to keep moving and things like that. So. You know, every trail ride, you might ride 10 or 15 metres and maybe back them off a little, let them stand a little and start to educate her to stay more more with you the whole time. And then once you've done a bit of that, then when you get her out on the big trail rides, uh, she can sort of 
understand that she can come back with you and it's okay. So yeah, I hope that, uh, you know, I hope that helps. It's, um, you know, it's hard to, there's so many exercises you can do, but as long as your horse is soft in the reins and connecting left and right and back up and things like that. And if you pick up an indirect range, you can shield the hips across. There's another way to take a little bit of power out of the hind end, but um, I wouldn't do hind quarter yields by kicking her across to, to sort of, you know, just just um, take a, take that hind quarter out a little. I tend to just teach her to, 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 to you know, when you take that rein up into your torso, um, she can just yield those hips across. And that sometimes when you feel her go to buck, you can just yield the hips across a little, send her off in a new direction. Um, but most importantly, you've got to have the thoughts with her. That's the only reason she's doing it. She's elsewhere and the feet are trying to catch up and she kind of gets excited at the top. So thanks very much to me. Um, next question, we've got Jackie. Um, so you're not going to watch it. Uh, I, met, I met Jackie's Brumby. Uh, you met my Brumby at the Collie Clinic there. At, um, ah, the Collie Clinic. So that's it, over, over west, <laughs> Western Australia. I'm a little bit confused there. Uh, the Collie Clinic. Um, Junior, which by the way was awesome. I'm glad you enjoyed the clinic. Um, I really enjoyed going over there too. It was a good, good keen group. So. Uh, we discovered he always wanted two eyes on. Well, now he sidles up to the fence for me to scratch his tummy and bottom, but still, but he's still really head high when mounting. You were surprised at how well he rode. Any suggestions on exercises to do, please? So, so yeah, so these high-headed horses, um, very common in the sort of more wild and nervous ones, that when you come up beside them and things like that, um they they um they get their head up and they kind of get nervous so all the stuff you've been doing getting here you know your horse to walk past you come up to a fence all those things are really important um the biggest sort of thing that i do a lot of which is going to help that is getting them to move beside me um so like a lot of horses are kind of nervous and they hold their head up and they're ready to move away but if you get them to move beside you until they relax then basically by the time they've stood they're already moving beside you and nice and calm so uh think of it as you know get that so the first thing uh, you know is the, i guess years ago i had a really tough horse that was kind of two eye on horse and it was probably the toughest two eye on horse i'd had for a long time and it got me to thinking more about what I was doing. And, you know, so basically the reason, you know, that some of my, my ideas of training get horses to just walk past me and look at me softly on one eye and the other eyes, because basically that was the only thing I could get this horse to get out and move about me softly was just teach it to walk with, you know, two eyes on, half, you know, then eventually one eye on, and then until a horse can walk past me because any other way of trying to push it or drive it off just just made it sort of pin two eyes on harder and harder because of the nervous energy in it um so with your brumby just do more of the exercise where you hold your arm out just get it to walk with one eye on until basically you get the horse past you and you see it loosen up and relax i mean relax in your hand it'll kind of bring its head down a little and walk beside you on one one hand and if you did that with the other hand and the other eye the horse can do that and then you could kind of send the horse out past you and you could just come in and rub down its shoulder and and and, and put your hand on the saddle while that on the saddle while that horse is still walking beside you 
So that's really important. And if, even if you had a flag, you can flag it all over, walk it around, and then basically you just walk it and walk beside it on both eyes till it loosens up and softens. And then you might stop, walk, walk on, stop, walk on while, while, while you're standing beside the horse. And then, and then the last little bit would be starting to step up again on it. So the other thing you can do is stand on a mounting block, get the horse to walk around the mounting block till it just spirals in until it's walking real close that so you can kind of, you know, pretty well lean on it and it walks around you. Um, because it's probably just standing frozen like that. So as soon as you loosen up and get it to walk forward, it, 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 it mightn't do it straight away, but it'll help uh, relax relax your horse. So yeah, walking beside you close, walking beside you close, walking past you close, both eyes, until you can sort of walk beside your horse, step up. And then the next thing I do is like to train a young horse. You might've seen me in the fern videos. If you check out the fern videos, you'll see me kind of getting up, stepping around a little bit, stepping off, so you, you just get a step up and get that little brumby to move its feet a little, it'll get a bit tight like this, and then you step off again and you keep doing that one, and then that little brumby. And you, you actually now that I think about it, remember the exercises at the clinic, just getting your little brumby to walk beside was, was a difficult exercise and walk out in front. So I just say it needs more of those exercises instead of sort of standing at the rail exercises. And yeah, just get to a stage that you can kind of step up in the stirrup and ask it to walk a little and then step off and then it'll go, oh, that's all that happened. And then once that happens, um, yeah, you'll find it start to come down a little more in the mounting department. Yeah, thanks very much, Jackie. I'm glad the little Brumby's getting better. It was a nice little Brumby. I liked really, yeah, beautiful little horse actually. I really liked the way it rode because it was such a tuned in horse, tuned into environment and tuned into you. and and um, if I get a bit of time, I just saw you've got a little question there, Joe, or you got, I, I just got to get, get it up so I can see it because um, there are only a couple of questions here today. So, uh, g'day, Joe. I guess you're not on shift tonight, uh, today, which is good. Not sure how many questions you have, but I tried to get Chuka up to the mounting block yesterday. He has been a bit weird with it lately. Anyhow, after he refused multiple times, and time was limited, so I went to mount from the ground, and I'll just press the see more bit, and was about to put my leg over, and he shot away from me, and I came down and hurt my ankle, thankfully not too bad. When I couldn't mount him, it is like he's completely freaked out, so much so, thinking I won't even try until I get to your place. I rode him last weekend and he was fine. Gee, I'm not sure. I'm not sure, Joe. Well, well, sorry. I can sort of give you ideas to help help there, but I'm actually not not sure what what freaked him out. And you know, I have had horses have a bad fright uh, where suddenly everything gets along. Like I've had horses that I've come off, uh, they've spooked out, and I've come off or something like that. And um, and then getting on and off becomes. A, I actually one mare once I got off her and I banged a saddlebag, and it just freaked her, it just got her out of the blue and she was a little bit half asleep when I was getting off her and do you think I could get off her for the next two weeks without having to go through a, a sort of whole paraphernalia of things? Um, so remember back to your last ride as in on him and just think if anything happened that could have caused the spook and then, then you know, because it's just odd that Chuka started to get wary. Now I'm just going down, it looks like you've got a uh, hanger and um, added, uh, freaking out even when, uh, even with me walking to his near side, trying to block me then moving away, finished up just getting him 
okay with that and getting a bit of weight in the stirrup. But he's a long way off. Okay with it. That's interesting. I mean, Tooker had that side of being nervous and and um, and that, that accident that happened um, when he was on the clinic. Um, but you've obviously probably ridden him since that accident at the clinic and, and, and now um, those things can freak horses out a little. And, but you would have noticed that earlier when you rode him, Joe, uh, if it was way, you know, from that buster um, at, the, at that clinic last time I was down that way. Um, so, yeah, basically you're just going to have to sort of, first of all, get him to do so like the, like the lesson, uh, the, 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 um, the answer that I just gave Jackie with her little brumbies, go back to just getting him to loosen up and come, come, um, come around, come around past you on both eyes and he's going to block you a little, but you just, you just sort of firm up on the lead a little and say, just step out a little and then loosen. Don't ask him past until he's kind of loosened up and stops blocking you. Once he stops blocking you, then you can ask him past a little further on the, on the tough eye. The other thing I'd, I'd actually start to do is, is he probably needs to uh, experience a little more pressure as in um, whether, whether you're using a flag or something like that, you might have to go back to some lessons where you kind of put that flag up in the air and shake it a little and he's going to kind of go, whoa, and then you can firm up on that lead. And, and I mean, don't, don't send him off, 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 you know, off over a fence, but when he gets a little nervous and then, and then he loosens up and comes forward and you just stop the flag for a second and, and get him to sort of deal with a little bit of bother because if he's had a fright or something's happened that's caused a little memory, which I'm not sure, um, then you've got to kind of get him to sort of, and, and, and a lot of horses, if they've kind of spooked and ran away from something, and it could have been something happening, who knows, something happening in the paddock, who knows, I, I, you know, some, some, some things just come out in a horse and um, maybe it was happening for a little while and something was kind of bothering him and, 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 and there could have been an extra nail in the coffin that, that did it whether it be the work on the mounting block, I'm not sure because I, so, you know, if I had a crystal ball or I was the fly on your shoulder the whole time, then I could be a bit more um, direct with my answer. But I would actually get to, to, to add in some stimulant and pressure, getting him to loosen up and then step forward, stop the pressure. So worrying, worry him enough to kind of start searching and going, oh, crikey, I'm getting up close to the red zone. I'm a bit worried. How do I, how, you know, what, what should I do? And then, and then somehow you can put a little feel and, and get him to step back up towards you. And it can be still a bit of distance and get him to sort of deal with his anxiety a little better um, until you can sort of start to, you know, maybe stand on the mounting block and wave the flag a little and he's going to back off a little and then he'll step up a little. And then um, and you can get to a stage that you can actually walk him around the mounting block and actually cause a bit more, you know, rattly stuff to happen and he'll go, oh, I might just sidle in and get comfortable with Joe and then you'll kind of loosen up with him and say, there it is. So it's almost like when people used to desensitise horses and they went pressure and then the horse stopped and they released, but this is not the same. This is only getting him searching and then and adding, adding an idea whether he walked past me or come towards me with the feel and when he kind of loosens up to that feel, finds the, finds the pathway and walks towards the pathway or then you loosen up the pressure a bit. So he actually, um, the, the flag or the worry makes and heightens their anxiety, which heightens their awareness. And then their awareness makes them search. And then you offer the pathway of feel in the direction that will help them the most, which is uh, obviously a direction that's going to help you as well. 
which could, which firstly will be come to me or uh, go around me on the mounting block. So, you know, when you get to a stage on the mounting block, he might be two metres two meters away on a long rope. You can wave that flag, keep him walking around you. He'll get a little tight and then you ask him uh, towards and through a little bit so he comes a little closer. When he comes closer, you stop the flag a little until he, you know, you wave that flag, get him all bothered and he comes close into the mounting block knowing that that's the best place for him to be is coming into that mounting block. Um, and you, you, you finish the lesson in a stage that he doesn't actually, it's not like he gets scared away from the mounting block. He actually is happy to be with you, but then you complete it until the stage you can wave the flag a little bit and, 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 and he's not kind of going, oh, crikey, I've got to run into her. You don't want him finishing on that note because that's still going to cause problem. It's, it, he just gets a little more used to the flag too and, and, and can cope with it. So yeah, walking past you on both eyes again, all that sort of stuff, rubbing him all over, just you know, almost like one reining, but you can walk all the way past his hip and handle him all over and things like that. And then uh, and then and then back to working from the mounting block. So I hope that, that helps Joe. But good luck if you want to contact me anytime or something and just 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 give me a sort of a rundown. I can't remember which clinic you're on because I don't look at the clinic list, but um, and that'd be good to sort of have a look and help and yeah thanks Joe I'll just go to, I'll just check down I've, I've learned now that I've got to keep scrolling down on the side otherwise I miss some questions well there you go I missed that bit Joe but that's probably what happened Joe, uh, Joe um, had an accident with a young girl here when a young girl here went to mount him off the veranda and she and he got the fright and, and took off being weird since extreme nerves. Yeah, I, I figured, Joe, I've never met a horse that suddenly just gets frightened out of the blue with some reason. Um, unfortunately, a fright like that's put him back a fair way, um, especially because he kind of bolted off and, and ran off and, and, and went straight to his flight mode, almost like, so he kind of thinks, you know, in a random spot near the veranda where he's probably nervous, she got on him, his senses were up. She wasn't probably paying attention to things. He took off, got a big fright. And now that's the way he deals with it. I'm frightened of being mounted because last time I felt like I was getting eaten alive or something like that because he, he got a big shock and, and ran off. So uh, yeah, you just have to go back to you know training that's safe to mount. All the stuff I said is stuff that I do. So. Um, yeah, because I did have someone come off a horse once, and 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 man, it went that horse went backwards a long way. Uh, they they um they, they 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 the horse was a little in a bit of a funny mood, and then they loped this horse around and sort of got it come back high and trot around with it, everything. But she was probably riding nice and upright, like a good rider does, you know, nice and balanced and everything like that. And then when she came down, the horse just kind of rested, and she sort of stopped with it, and she just went and she did one of those pats on the neck, you know, the ones that I don't encourage people to do, well, the ones you do if you want to get a horse a bit desensitised to being bumped. But, um, and she went bang, 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 bang on its neck to sort of pat it. And the horse just went, like it just flew out from underneath her and she hit the deck. And, you know, then after that, you couldn't even kind of, you know, just do a little bit with your hand like that because uh, it just, just, just got really wound and frightened and, um, and, and she'd come off and, so, so it can send him back a long way, especially Chuka's got that side to him that keeps him a little nervous. 
Uh, you know, he's got a, you know, he's quiet horse, but he's a, he's an aware horse. And that time he got caught unaware. So now he's not going to be caught unaware again. He's, he's really aware that, you know, yeah. Anyway, um, we'll, we'll work on that when you come up here and hopefully we can get him back in the green zone again. Megan, quick question. The best way of managing separation anxiety with the horses left behind in the paddock, not so much the horse you are riding. I take Milo out and the ones left behind run around and call out. The ones um, which, which means you got two. Um, unfortunately, some herds, the herd dynamics, when you take one away, even though you've got three horses, I've seen a herd go berserk for two days here, just you know, sorting out adjustment horses, and I just wanted to take one of our mares out of the paddock just so I could put it in a different paddock because I wanted to uh, gently, you know. And two of the horses, not the four, the, the, the four ran around for, for the, you know, 10 minutes, but two were bothered by that for a long time. Um, so what can you do? Um, it's a difficult one because some people say, you know, if you're going to own a horse and you're going to go riding on its own and you've got a companion horse, you almost got to have two because then, but as you, you've just said, the others get stressed. Now they will get stressed and there's not a lot you can do, but um, maybe give them some hay distract them, something like that. Maybe um, if you were taught, you could sort of, if you were to sort of make, if it was a really problem and they're gonna you know, hurt themselves, they'll stress for a little while and they'll probably settle down. But sometimes their stress makes it hard on the horse you're riding because sometimes you've got a fairly good connection with your horse, but you wanna work on things and you, you know, your horse is out of its element and most cases you'd probably be okay but it's when that horse starts really calling out that you know you, you suddenly lose it on your own horse so sometimes you know having those horses calling out make it a little more difficult um so try just giving them a biscuit of hay that lasts the amount of the ride and i know it costs money but it, it could be just to kind of settle them and show them it all don't have to worry about them i'll eat my hay or something like that while, while they go on a ride and it might just be enough to curve them and then after a bit, you might need to feed them so much. You might only need to feed them just a little bit to get them, get them thinking about something else until your horse goes over the hill. Sometimes it's when, when they can still see him riding around and out that they bother and then when you're off, they start to settle down. Now, if that's not the case, um, the other thing you could also integrate into it, well, I've, you know, try a few things, but you integrate this into it is you could still try the hay thing and only ride for a little bit and ride around near their paddock and then away from their paddock and come back and, and then just put your horse away and almost like you're teaching you, you'd be it's, it's the same principle as teaching the horse to you know deal with separation anxiety on trail rides you're just gonna leave and come back and they go oh no, we didn't go far and they came back and then after a while the rides get longer and further and your horses in the paddock kind of get used to that routine and they settle into it and i think once they're used to that routine you know, they might settle into it, just might, you might have to have a weaning process uh, for them to say, I'm not gonna go forever, because Milo might be the favorite one and they want him to leave, but yeah, so the food, a bit of a weaning process in the sense of ride close and away and come back sooner and, to, and, and increase every day. Um, yeah, that's probably all I'd, I'd be trying to do. If, um, otherwise, you know, if they're not, yeah, I mean, some of them can stress and end up in lather or sweat, and it's a real bother. And if it's bothering your horse, then you've got to fix it because um, 
it's difficult on you and them. So, yeah, all right, mate, you can try that and see, you know, and, and I'll be in Canberra soon, so if you're, if you're about, I don't know if you're doing the clinic in Canberra, but because I don't actually look at the list, but if you're about down there, we'll have a yarn about it. Even if you come and have a little look, I'll try and sort of share some more thoughts on it. All right, Megan, thanks for that question. And I'll just uh, go scroll down a little bit more, see if there's any more. Thanks, Joe. Need a bigger biscuit? <laughs> yeah, well, I think if you've tried the hay, Megan, um, try the idea of, 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 of a bigger biscuit to start and then, and then ride out, come back, and then, and then lengthen the rides and, and, and take the hay away slowly. You know, that's, that's you know. If someone gives me another idea, I'll, I'll try, and, try and sort of let you know. But um, I don't deal with it too much because I take one horse out and they're not too bad. They seem to be okay. All the years I was breaking in training horses, I'd, I'd have them in a group of about four or five because I'd only break in five to six minutes at a time. And I'd, take, I'd put them all up in the yards. I'd be taking one out at a time all the time and all the others wouldn't bother. Um, it was kind of big enough to sort of deal with that. And, um, that, and they all came in new anyway, but yeah, I know those sort of small herds with three can be, or four can be a little bit intricate and yeah. Thanks everyone for, for uh, logging on today and thanks for the questions. And yeah, another two weeks, we'll put up another, or, or you know, we'll do another live talk and Jenny will um, uh, put it up a couple of days before. So if there's any questions, even some of these questions, you know, regarding, you know, what I've just talked about, if you want to kind of work on it and come back to me, if there's still issues, that'd be good. But yeah, thanks everyone. And um, I'll uh, talk to you next time.